0: Glass Seats Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi.
1: And my name is Mernal. And this week, we got some rants. Yes, we do. You heard uh, what we loved about the NHL um, last week. It was nice all very positive. episode. Yeah. yeah. And now we're going to be mean. <laughs> yep. This is uh, things we hate about the NHL. Yep. But it comes from a place of love. Yeah. We love hockey, and we want to see it improve.
0: We're, this is uh, just slightly angry constructive criticism.
1: Yes. Extra constructive criticism. Yeah. We are the most dedicated fans. We spend time every week to record 30 minutes of opinions yeah. about this sport. Yep. And we have some that are just general things we should discuss in mm-hmm. this offseason yeah. while everyone else is on vacation. Yep. So I started first last week. You want to get us kicked off? Yeah, let's uh, let's let's
0: kind of go into the big biggest elephant in the room here, and that's the uh, the horrendous marketing of the NHL. And let's let's start first of all with saying um, hockey and the NHL, in my opinion at least, is the most entertaining sport and league um, in North American sports, and yet the ratings are consistently bad compared to the NBA, MLB, and NFL. Um, and at this point, maybe the MLS too. Um,
1: yeah, and. without even the mls like i think the biggest one that kind of ate their lunch is motorsport yeah f1 showed up like five six years ago Mm -hmm. and just took over the
0: scene right yeah i drive to survive definitely helped with that um you know they tried to do that with the toronto maple leafs in uh 20 2021 i believe it was
1: yeah that season where they had the all
0: canadian division yeah and then they just absolutely blew a 3-1 lead i think it was to, to montreal and and yeah, not, not great. Not a great look for the, uh, the heroes of yeah. that documentary.
1: Amazon should have known better. That's what happens when you pick the Leafs.
0: <laughs> yeah, well,
1: <laughs> so who were they supposed to follow? Tampa? Uh,
0: I don't know. Rangers, maybe? Yeah, why didn't they? Isn't the Rangers like the most valuable, like valued franchise at like 1.2 billion? Yeah. 1.4? Like
1: I think uh, it's the most valued money-wise, and I think mm-hmm. Toronto has the most fans, like numbers-wise. How do you calculate that? Just based off ticket sales and engage oh. like you can look at um how many people are active on Twitter got active it. on reddit, you know got those it. kind of things so it's an approximate got it okay well either
0: way uh not not a great look for the NHL um in terms of Toronto like you know losing in that documentary and stuff um, but yeah it's it's been hard to grow this sport, and I think a lot of it is is inflicted and there's we got things like you know players um, are encouraged to be Less robotic and more marketable, like they are in the NBA. Um, and while we have seen, you know, a rise in that in terms of like you know the Paul Paul nets of the world, that like NBA on TNT panel has really yeah. helped, definitely. But um, you know, the the problem is as soon as they start showing some sort of, sort of personality, the no no pucks and deep answers, you know, um, they get demonized by the fans by the media. Um, and you know, we have examples such as like. P.K. Subban, Evander Kane, um, both of them have been shipped out of, you know, their respective franchises um, for being who they were. So, you know, and um, now we have like, you know, Connor McDavid's and early
1: Sidney Crosby answers, which are just boring to listen to. Yeah. I mean, forget even answers in an interview, right? Yeah. Do you remember when, um, I forgot the player, maybe you remember the first time a Michigan goal was scored? The first time it happened? No, I don't remember. Okay, well, it's the first time someone scored a Michigan goal. Then they got a bunch of uh hate from, like, old-school commentators and all. Like, oh, why are you showing off? Was this recently? It was, like, three years ago, maybe oh. four. Was It It wasn't Zegers, right? Maybe it was Zegers. Hmm. I'm completely blanking on the player name. Okay. I'm sure our fans are yelling at me right now. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Um, even, uh, in 2013, when, uh, Tomas Hurdle scored the, between the legs. goal. Yeah. He got so much hate for it. Yeah. And then you have to have Joe Thornton come in with this famous quote. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Push back. Right. Like we're not even talking about interviews. We're talking about entertaining plays on ice. Mm-hmm. Like what
0: is this? Yeah. I was, I remember personally, um, showing, you know, like my friends that goal that between the legs goal, um, yeah. you know, we went to, we went to high school in the Bay area. So it was a big deal seeing you know this young superstar who could barely like it was very broken english in his post-game interview um and he was just like lighting up the league like it was nothing and now he's just getting completely like shit on basically and and he's like 19 when that happened and what yeah do you, what do you think that also not just in terms of like growing the game at personality wise but what do you think that does to the player's confidence like that
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, you're going to get this. In professional sports, you're going to get criticism and you have to kind of deal with that. And I think uh, Joe Thornton did the right thing there. Like he stepped in and didn't let him answer that question. Yeah, because he was a leader, right? Yeah, he was. I don't know if he was captain at the time. I don't remember. But he was one of the captains, Mm -hmm. right? So um, that is kind of how you have to kind of treat that. But it's also like this weird phenomenon that the first time you do a new move, you're going to get crapped on. And then the second person who does it isn't because now it's normal. You really? Know? Has like, that happened before? Do you even register between the legs goals anymore? Not really. They barely really. even make the highlight reel anymore. They've somehow yeah. become an acceptable move. Yeah. So when Hurdle did this 10 years ago, it was yeah. a whole big thing. Yeah. Even now, like the first time a Michigan happened, everyone mm. was up in arms. That's true, actually, yeah. But now it's like, oh, now it's celebrated, yeah. right? Like you are punished for pushing the sport forward.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. And I'm not saying, I don't think you're saying at least that you have to push it forward with these like fancy like dekes or whatever right
1: no but, but when you do why is it not celebrated
0: yeah it, yeah like if lebron james does like a he jumps and does like a 360 behind the back whatever slam dog something it's gonna be on espn everywhere granted it's lebron but even if it was like you know a up-and-coming player you would see that everywhere yeah but here it's like almost like why would you do that like that's that's no that's not our sport that's that's not pure enough like you got to score a good gritty goal, hard American goal, you know? Like Yeah,
1: like things we celebrate are like McDavid deking through five guys, right? Yeah. Which is cool.
0: That's Yeah, it's cool definitely. for another reason though, yes
1: right? And things like Zegras doing some weird flips and uh weird deeks that sometimes doesn't always make it. Mm-hmm. Now you can argue that's because he plays in Anaheim and all that, but that shouldn't matter, right? Yeah. We're talking we're criticizing the NHL's marketing right here. Yes,
0: yes. And honestly, this is a perfect segue into my other point that kind of relates to the uh the marketing side is that the angel wants to grow be a more positive space i totally understand i support that 100 but then they go turn around and gatekeep and suppress info and i don't get it at all and this is an example of that you know mcdavid deacon through five guys that's oh that's pure skill you can't teach that in in wherever in training you can't teach that growing up you can't like, whatever you got to work on that and like that's that's gifted right there yeah. but uh, but between the legs goal by a 19 year old is like is blasphemy
1: I don't yeah, get it. Like, but
0: consider this the 19 year old wasn't Canadian. Sure, so that's, but, the, that's the standard, yeah, like, right? So yeah. if he did it for, like, if, if, he was, if it was still, you know, Tomas Hurdle on Montreal, Ottawa, whatever team, any team, even if it's not Toronto, any Canadian team, Vancouver, mm-hmm. would it have been like gotten the same reception?
1: I think the reception would have been worse because there's more, I'm going to say, traditionalists mm-hmm. in the Canadian circles. I think it's the fact that Hurdle himself wasn't Canadian because what happens is, Um, players who grew up in the Canadian and American systems, I should say too, have familiarity with people who follow juniors and things like that, right? They have a little bit more clout, it feels like. And that's kind of where this marketing aspect goes in with um, the NHL is that if you are skilled enough, you can get away with more. I'm putting get away in air quotes because doing a cool deke isn't something you should have to get away with. Right. But like McDavid doing things is because he's McDavid. Somehow it's allowed, right? And I think a good example of this is P.K. Subban. Mm -hmm. When he was lighting up the league, going coast to coast in Montreal, he had a big personality. Everybody loved it, right? And they shipped him out, though. Yeah, they shipped him out eventually because uh, I don't know why the fans still loved him. Mm -hmm. I didn't follow that story too closely, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I remember later in his career, like the end of Nashville and the New Jersey days, where he'd had some injury problems and he wasn't as good as that player anymore, but he still had that big personality. Suddenly, people were like less patient with that personality, yeah. right? Which is dumb. Yeah. Why do you have to be at a certain skill level mm-hmm. to be able to show this personality? The one you mentioned, Paul Bissonnette, yeah. when he was playing, did you know he had the personality? <laughs> no. And that's because no. he was what? Like a fourth line fighter, yeah, right? Yeah, he was a
0: enforcer, yeah. Yeah, he
1: yeah. was up and down between the AHL and the NHL, Yeah, right? Like, why is there a prerequisite skill level for you to have a personality? To,
0: to counter that, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, but to counter that, wouldn't you say the same about Ryan Reeves? He's this big personality, but it's Ryan Reeves, right? He's still a fourth liner. I mean,
1: is he really that big of a personality? Other than, like, what do I know about Ryan Reeves other than, okay, he's like the last enforcer. Mm. Okay, yeah. Which is, again, the whole traditional thing, of, oh, you should be able to fight if, no matter who you are in hockey. Like, yeah, no, I don't want Austin Matthews
0: throwing punches. <laughs> yeah,
1: I want I mean, him if, deking, Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. It, it almost like I I want to like almost kind of relive the days where Ovechkin was like a rookie and the, he did that crazy goal against Arizona
1: where he was falling yeah, down, flying on of, the back. And Ovechkin then the, got so much hate for all the stuff true. he did.
0: Yeah, and he did like the the stick. The yeah, the stick on, on fire. fire. Didn't yeah. he
1: get a suspension or have to apologize or something for that one?
0: I, he, he got I in trouble know. for that one in some way. Yeah. It's been decades, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I almost respect Ovechkin more for sticking it to the league because he kept doing these kind of. Outrageous celebrations, outrageous yeah. if you want to call it that. But I mean, you know, like, why does it take this? You know, now it's a little bit more accepted. Considering, yeah, he might beat Gretzky's goal record, and you know, now he has a Stanley Cup and everything. But why does it take all these accolades before you can show any sort of personality? it Makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, everyone hated on Ovechkin until he got a cup. Yeah,
0: yeah, and now everyone's like, oh, I can't hate on him. But I was like, why? This is what I mean by the whole gatekeeping and like making the whole the sport more positive. You have Hockey's for everyone, but, you know, you're allowed to shit on marginalized groups or whatever and and stuff like that. And,
1: yeah, it's just, I I don't get it. If you rely on these accolades, right, how many people win the cup every year? 20? Yeah. 25 if you include healthy scratches? Yeah. You're just cutting down your pool of eligible people to market.
0: Yeah. And not only that, there's a, like, (laughs) Jumbo doesn't have a cup. I mean, yeah, he's a huge personality, huge personality and po- probably a Hall of Famer.
1: So, oh, yeah, I mean, he's what, seventh all time in assists? I don't remember. Somewhere. I think so. He's, he's pretty, in the top ten. He's in the top ten.
0: Yes, yes. Wait, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um. So it's just why, why do we need to, like, gatekeep this type of stuff? And, you know, I, I would say not just the the fans are responsible for that, but the league itself, the media. And, you know, there's also kind of kind of tying into that. Um, There was... You know, there's a meeting every single year between general managers of what we can do about the league. What, how can we change it to be better? And then they, it feels like year after year, they're just saying, "Oh, it's fine. It's fine the way it is. It's fine that it's this purest sport that's very heavily gate kept and like only some people get to show personality. Some people get to do X, Y, Z, and it makes no sense." And this is this happened shortly after the Kyle Beach info became public too, which is terrible. You know?
1: Yeah, and it's it's short sightedness and the fact that as long as they're Balance sheets show green for the current year. That's all they care about. Yeah, it's so sad. But it's... they don't care that if you put in a little work now, it could be much better later. Yeah. Like, there's no foresight, right? Yeah. Like, you see it even in things like jersey ads and those moving ads. Yeah. Betting ads. Whatever gets money into the sport right now. Mm-hmm. Versus if you spend some time building a product that people actually care about and want to watch, mm-hmm. you could have much more bigger payoff later. Yeah, But there's no care about later right? yeah
0: yeah and i mean yeah you, you summed it up pretty pretty well i mean it's it's the horrendous marketing and and the and the gatekeeping of info that seems very short-sighted and you know they're they're seeking that instant gratification they want to grow this sport but yet yet they will only take the easy cop out money as long as as long as it like benefits right now yeah instead of seeing the bigger picture and it's just it's so frustrating
1: yeah because so. like Fans like us can see what it could be.
0: Yeah. Right. We don't, who's the audience at this point? I don't know.
1: Like, while we were competing with the NBA, everyone's argument was, oh, um, hockey is too expensive to play at like a grassroots level. So, more people play basketball, that's where the NBA is more popular, Mm -hmm. which there is some truth to that. Yeah. Right. There is some truth to the fact that you have to pay for skates, you have to pay for ice time. And because everyone in, at least in the United States, has a basketball hoop within walking distance of them. It's easier to get kids involved and they care about the NBA, right? Yes. What's your excuse for why F1's beating you? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Those tires alone is going to cost more than... One tire alone probably costs more than entire
1: player's equipment and ice time and everything. Yeah. And karting, which at the grassroots level, is very expensive. Yeah. And not popular in the United States. Yeah. So not that many people go karting. Yeah. But they Drive to Survive did a thing where you care about the storylines of these people, even though... You will never live that life. Yeah. Right.
0: Granted, drive to survive is did get its hate for you know being a little overly dramatic, a little Hollywood for lack of a better word. Um. But but they still like succeeded, yeah. right? They they wanted to sell the sport and they
1: did. But the only reason you think it's overly dramatic now is because you watched the actual right. sport. I
0: loved it when it first started. Now I don't really watch it anymore. To be totally honest. Yeah, but you
1: watch the sport now. Yes. Yeah. Which is the goal. Yeah. Right. So I I don't know. Yeah. Like instead of just following one team, I would love like a NHL docuseries that just follows the entire playoffs, but you follow every team.
0: Yes. Yes. That would be sick. Yeah. Because now you have some, well, the fans themselves also have something to care about. You know, it's not just, it's almost like when the difference is when you were following the Leafs the whole season is that felt like, for example, like American Idol, you have the auditions, you have. You know, and then you get the golden ticket to Hollywood and then you have the whole show and then nobody really tunes in unless you're a hardcore fan um, until like near the end. Whereas like the last couple like final contestants and there's a winner announced soon, I feel like and I feel like it's the same here, but there's no you got to generate that interest somehow. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like it's there.
1: And the problem with only following one team in hockey is that you only see one side of the storyline, right? Yes. That's what made Drive to Survive so compelling. Yeah. Is that, you know, they show you Daniel Ricciardo is fighting for um his job at Red Bull with Max Verstappen. Yes. And then you also see, oh, Lewis Hamilton is trying to become the greatest all time. Mm-hmm. And now when you cut to the race and suddenly they're racing each other. Yeah. And now you can pick, like, you care about both these storylines. and yeah. You want to see who's going to win out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I completely made up that example, by the way. I don't know if that actually happened. <laughs> but um, when you have both sides of the storyline, you can get better buy-in. Yeah. So right now, when we watched the... What was it called? All or Nothing? The Leafs one? Yeah. So um, when you're watching that, you only care about the Leafs, right? So then you see them lose, and you're like, ah, crap. Yeah. But imagine you had been following Montreal's Montreal. season also. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit,
0: they just took down the Leafs. Yeah, and they just barely made it. They were They should have been like... They should have been roadkill,
1: honestly. Yeah. And now and, they went to the cup final. And that series ends with um the Leafs uh being eliminated. Yes. Right. They don't even follow Montreal going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Ooh, yeah. Like you missed out on the best part of that storyline, yeah. right? It's not that it's not that Toronto
0: was I mean, yes, Toronto did choke and collapse, whatever you want to call it, but at least it was to a, a cup finalist. It wasn't just some random team that got bounced in the second round.
1: Yeah. So and Imagine like even these past playoffs, you would have followed Florida. Yeah, you would have followed um, Edmonton versus LA. Yeah, that whole uh, battle. Yeah, uh, you would have followed Vegas mm-hmm. until they finally won, mm-hmm. and you would have known all the backstory going Seattle into Seattle taking down the former Cup champs. Seattle taking down the Cup
0: champ. So many good storylines, and and yet it, it was just one team. And I don't know if that's a logistics thing at this point. And again, this is not turning trying to turn this oh, episode. Figure into, it uh, out. Yeah, this is not trying to you know shit on all or nothing. Um, okay. But. It's just, why? What did you actually, what did the NHL get out of this? Truly. Not much, Not much I feel like. And then
1: uh, the Leafs refused to do another season.
0: Uh, of the... Of all or nothing. Yeah. So now it's gone. Yeah. So this was a, it was a good attempt, but it just crashed and burned. And yeah. it got, they got nothing out. It was almost like a zero ROI type of deal. Yeah. So.
1: And I think this segues nicely into my point, if you don't mind me going Yeah, on. of course. Absolutely. I think this all can be boiled down to that the NHL doesn't have a good concept of who their audience is. Yes, yeah. So I think events that are meant to be marketed to hardcore fans, they tend to market them toward casual fans and Mm -hmm. the vice versa. Things that should be for casual fans, you have to be like a hardcore fan to find or understand. Yes. So let's start with casual fans, right? If you have, I'm going to define a casual fan as let's say your friends are into hockey Mm -hmm. and you are not. What is the thing you are most likely to watch?
0: If you are into hockey,
1: if you are a friend of someone who's into hockey,
0: I mean, you're probably the playoffs. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, some sort of game. Yeah, right. So let's say it's the regular season. Yes, you're most likely to watch just any sort of game. Yes, except it is so expensive or difficult to find a game on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> you know, um, it's not just it's not just going to the game that's expensive. At this
1: point, it's hard to just watch it. Just to watch a game, right? So cable is kind of on its way out, right? Yes. So I spent some time researching. Okay, mm-hmm. if I wanted to stream a game, yes, how would I do it? This is what I found. So in the U.S., you have to buy ESPN Plus for ten dollars a month. Okay, ESPN Plus does not include local market games. Mm-hmm. So if I am a Sharks fan living in San Jose and I buy ESPN Plus, I can't watch the Sharks. Damn! <laughs> I still have sucks. to buy cable to yeah, watch the what? Sharks. <sighs> Okay. All right. Continue. Plus, if any game is broadcast nationally, mm-hmm. it won't be on ESPN plus. Because it's So basically
0: all of the playoffs.
1: Playoffs are a different deal. Okay. But ahead. basically, um if I am not an out of market fan, mm-hmm. I can only watch other teams on yeah. ESPN plus. I can't watch my team. So yeah. you essentially have to pay for cable and ESPN plus to get everything. Yeah. So the ten
0: dollars a month is not just it's not even the games at this point. It's a supplemental thing, unless yeah. you're out of town.
1: It's only for hardcore fans who yeah. watch teams that aren't their own. Yeah. Right? If you're in Canada, you have to pay for sports Sportsnet now, mm-hmm. which is $35 a month. Mm-hmm. And you get both regional and out-of-market games. Yes. But now $35 a month is steep. Yes. Um, it is a bit cheaper if you say regional-only games, mm-hmm. so that's $20 a month. Yes. Still steep. Yeah. Right? And to be fair, you do get other sports leagues. Okay, with that, yeah. All right. So I think out of all between the U.S. and Canada, it seems like the Canada has a better deal. Absolutely, but thirty-five a month is expensive, man. Yeah. Um, if you're not already into hockey or sports, why would you pay that?
0: Yeah, you know, thirty-five a month is. I mean, depending, obviously, everyone comes from different financial backgrounds, but thirty-five a month for any sort of streaming seems a little excessive because. It's more, than Netflix. Is, yeah, it's more than Netflix, it's more than Disney. Yeah. Netflix
1: is like 16 now, I think.
0: Yeah, so Netflix you can get Netflix and Disney probably for the less than
1: watching less than watching hockey. You can get a Disney, Hulu, ESPN Plus bundle for like 15 a month. Yeah, that's pretty sad. And and you're I mean that's great for them, but like pretty sad in terms of like getting access to hockey. Mm-hmm. If you're not in the US or Canada, your only option is NHL TV, mm-hmm. which is $25 a month. Mhm still subject to local blackouts. Bullshit, yeah. So if you're in a country like Sweden uh, where they happen to be broadcasting a certain NHL game, mm-hmm. it could be blacked out and you would still need to get your local cable provider. Yeah. Can you imagine if,
0: like, it, w- it happened to be a morning game, so I guess in Sweden it's more of an evening, nighttime game. Mm-hmm. You had all your boys together, got everyone together, and the game's blacked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, jeez, man. Oh, yeah, it's so frustrating as a fan.
1: All of these options... None of them have any archive footage. Yeah. I can't go back and I watch games. Yeah. Which is, that's not the way modern world works, right? Yeah. Take right now, for instance. Mm-hmm. Summertime, sports aren't really that active right now. Yes. You know what I did? I bought F1 TV. Uh-huh. For $3 a month, and I can watch any race. Like any, from any season? Yeah. As far back as they have footage, because F1 started in the 1950s, so they don't have all that footage, right? Right. But even for the old races, they have 30-minute summaries of what happened.
0: mm Yeah. So they really made it extensive. Like if you, if you suddenly got into Formula One and you're like, I'm obsessed. I want to like get to know everything you could easily. Yeah. For three bucks a month.
1: Yeah. Let's say you watch Formula One now and you're like, oh, I really like Fernando Alonso. I Mm want to see the seasons where he won the championship. Yeah. You can go back and watch him. Oh, you can filter by driver. I mean, you'd have to look up which races he won, but Mm -hmm. you know, he won championships in 05 and 06. So you can go to 05, say play every race wow if you don't want to have time for every race they have 30 minute summaries of every race yeah if you don't even have time for that they have 10 minute highlight packs of every race mm-hmm. wow and for three bucks a month it's crazy Three bucks a month and you can watch anything yeah and if you upgrade to 10 bucks a month you can even watch the current races live wow so for three bucks a month it's like delayed by a couple days huh. if you want live is 10 bucks a month uh-huh. which is still cheaper than anything i mentioned (laughs) yeah
0: and there's no like blackouts or there's no no again there's no gatekeeping with any of that
1: at least not in the u.s yeah i think england might have some yeah but um yeah the whole point i'm getting to is if you're a casual fan the most likely thing you want to watch is a game yes and it is so difficult to just get a game on tv yeah Uh, to the point where only hardcore fans are going to do that work
0: yeah i i always wonder do you think is that partially because they're trying to make hockey a more social thing like do they want you to go to uh, to a yard house to a bj's to watch the game in a bar or something or is- no
1: it's an archaic thing of, of way of thinking that mm-hmm. most people are going to watch on cable i see okay and then that they only want to watch their own team mm-hmm. the world is much more global these days yeah i don't live in san jose anymore yeah i still want to watch the sharks yeah and um they have these long deals with TV providers where they say, oh, you can't go on streaming because that's going to cut into our TV audience. Mm-hmm. And then they're losing out on that. And then these TV providers are going under, like Ballet Sports mm-hmm. just declared bankruptcy. Yeah, I remember that. If you're a fan of a team that has broadcasting rights to Ballet Sports, who knows what's going to happen? I think for now they're keeping it going. but So it's basically a too bad thing? There, and it has to find another broadcaster. Oh, God. Versus something like the MLS, yeah. where they created a deal with Apple TV. You, if you pay for Apple TV, you get every MLS game. Mm-hmm. No blackouts, nothing.
0: Yeah. And the best way... Easy. I think the, the point we are missing here is the best way to grow a sport is word of mouth. And yes. you bring your friend over. Like, you're a hardcore hockey fan. You bring your friend over who has, who has never watched hockey. And you're like, let's watch the game together. You, uh, you turn on whatever you know, streaming service it is, and the game's blacked out or just not
1: available. Yeah. And people have friends all over the world now, right? Yeah. What if you had, um, what if I was living in California and I had friends in New York and they're getting me into hockey, so they get me into the Rangers. Yeah. Now I'm in California, I want to watch the Rangers. I got to pay these prices. Yeah. That's the only way to get out of market games. Yeah. Not
0: to mention all like the Discord watch parties now that happen. Yeah. YouTube watch parties and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the pandemic changed a lot of things to where we have to socialize globally online. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything within reason. There's nothing wrong with that. But you make it so damn hard to just do it.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you're falling behind the trend. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to go to the flip side of this, mm-hmm. what's something that is should be marketed to the hardcore fans, but instead is only pushed toward the casual fans? All-Star? All-Star. Yeah. Because they make it so cringy, and they try to make this this big event, that they're like, oh, everybody's going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Hardcore fans watch the All-Star game. Yeah. Well... I don't really watch it anymore, to be totally honest. Yeah. And if you're not watching it, is a casual fan going to watch? No, probably, they probably don't even know it exists anymore. Yeah. So, you know, the ways it's marketed to casual fans, right? They have to make sure it's always like the big names, right? Connor McDavid's got to be there every time. He's got to be involved as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, their interviews of the players are really bad. Like yeah. you mentioned, it's just pucks and deep answers. Yeah. Like they're not giving you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they keep adding these new skills games. Like a little bit of local flair is fun and nice, yeah. but like it's getting a little out of hand. I yeah. feel like, you yeah, know? Like, I want to see fastest skater. I want to see accuracy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of
0: irritating because I remember back in, I want to say it was like somewhere around the 08, 09, maybe two thousand early two thousand tens. Um, you know, you had like players that hated each other on in, in like a uh, normal game situations. And Evgeny Malkin, um. And I think Evgeny Malkin was the one that, like, dressed up Ovechkin in the breakaway
1: competition, yes, two sticks. Yeah, yeah, two sticks in the sun hat. Yeah, 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 all that.
0: And they hate each other on the ice. But in that moment, they were friends and it, it went viral, you know, like, that was... See, I remember a moment from 2010. Yeah. I mean, I remember a couple more, like, after that, but that's what sticks out. And that was, like, personality. And that was, like, you know, th- it, wasn't, it wasn't shit on, basically. Yeah. It was allowed. But now that's not even... Who's the audience for this? Who's the audience for All-Star Weekend now? I have no idea. Couldn't tell yeah. you.
1: And I think it's okay to bring in specialists. Like, yeah. maybe players who aren't All-Stars, mm-hmm. but are really good at one of these skills. Yeah. Right? Like, bring in Dylan Larkin for Fastest Skater. Mm-hmm. Even if he's not an All-Star, right? Yeah. Um, The people watching these are hardcore fans. They're going to know who Dylan Larkin is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, you don't need to have Ovechkin and Crosby there every time.
0: Yeah. Right? Even Ovechkin doesn't want to be there anymore.
1: Yeah, Ovechkin takes the suspension half the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like it's i mean yeah one one of your biggest the league's biggest players is just like i don't care anymore
1: yeah the guy who could break a Wayne Gretzky record
0: doesn't care about it doesn't your-
1: care to go to the all-star game and would rather be sat out for one game yeah than go
0: yeah i mean that yeah i don't think i need to explain that that tells you everything about how much the nhl cares about it
1: and it's just like all these random events that are marketed to um casual fans and they should be for hardcore fans yeah a few episodes ago I talked about the awards show yeah oh. that should have been marketed to hardcore fans yeah that was so uh, that was bad yeah. like fundamentally they don't know who their audience is yeah you know um just to be fair and give some counter examples mm-hmm. I think they do the playoffs well yeah. playoffs are usually available everywhere yeah um, it's all nationally broadcast mm-hmm. so again you have to pay these prices but yeah. at least you're not worried about blackouts anymore yeah um the Winter Classic is an event that I really like, you know, mm-hmm. the outdoor games, because it is marketed to the hardcore fans. They do special jerseys, yeah. a special venue. It's New Year's Day in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. only hardcore fans are getting up to watch that, yeah. you know? So those are some examples that I like, and I want to see more of that, where you just worry about building a good product yeah. and let the and let it be easy to find. Yeah. Because then your hardcore fans will spread the good products and yeah. bring in your casual fans, right? Yeah.
0: See, I... I would say there have been a little bit more outdoor games. My issue with it, uh, personally is I don't even, I'm not even aware that, you know, an outdoor game is happening until the NHL posts Instagram highlights about it. And I'm, I would consider myself an actual fan of the game, you know? So the fact that the marketing is so poor that I'm not really sure what's an outdoor game. What's not, when is it, what are the teams, which is the same teams every single time anyways, but like, yeah. Um, it's hard to, like, even know when the outdoor game is happening, which is so... It's great that the outdoor games are happening, but, like, market them better.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just to clarify, I think the Winter Classic is one of them. But yeah. then there's, like, the Stadium Series, Heritage Classic. Those ones move around. Yes. But this is why I say they, they do the Winter Classic well. It's mm-hmm. January 1st Yeah. every year.
0: Yeah. It's Yeah, no exception. Yeah. E- easy to remember. It's in the morning. And you know it's coming. Yeah. You can look up the teams and everything. Yeah. That's the only one I know for sure is happening, and that's yeah. what I mean. Like... If you got to make special dates for stadium series and, and all that too, do it. Yeah, Do it. People will tune in on the weekend. People that actually care about this will tune in on the weekend. Yeah, like
1: I said, you're pushing it. It should be pushed toward hardcore fans, Yeah, right? And this is what the NBA does, right? Christmas Day is always championship rematch.
0: Perfect example. Perfect like, example. I
1: mentioned this before. I would love the Winter Classic to be championship rematch Yeah, every year.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Would you get up January 1st to watch florida vegas this year
0: most likely yeah especially if it's outdoors
1: outdoors and it has to be the first time they're meeting don't do another game earlier oh then yeah Yeah, it has to be the first
0: time absolutely yes yeah i mean the the whole scheduling and and how lazy or not lazy that is or how fair unfair that is that's a whole separate gripe we can get into but uh yeah that's Absolutely. Yeah. To answer yeah. your question, yes.
1: I mean, the, the Stanley Cup finals always cross conference. Yeah. So there are only two games in regular season, anyway, that those two teams play. Mm-hmm. You can always do one on January 1st and the other one later. I right? would honestly, I would get up
0: January 1st morning to see some completely outlandish teams like, that are never in this play. Uh, Arizona versus Buffalo. Absolutely, I would. Play, I would absolutely. I would want to see that.
1: I think making a cross conference also helps because yes. then you get the whole country yes. involved, right? But
0: it's always like Chicago, Detroit, Toronto, Boston, so something like that. Yeah. yeah, Pittsburgh. It's always the East Coast teams. I don't. I. I don't know if you feel the same way, but sometimes I feel like the NHL just personally doesn't even give a shit about the West Coast.
1: Yeah, sometimes. But like, I think they do that because they're stuck in this idea that. Wherever they host the Winter Classic, it has to be the local team playing. It doesn't. It doesn't though, yeah. because it's outdoor and it needs to be
0: cold, so it's on the East Coast. When right? like why was that wasn't an issue? Like when it was uh, Vegas, Colorado, and Lake Tahoe. I mean, oh, that game yeah. was a disaster. I mean,
1: technically Vegas was close. I don't know if I buy that. You should have done Vegas, San Jose. It would have been both sides of Lake Tahoe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just that San Jose wasn't good. So they're like, oh, we got to put someone in. And, yeah. you know, they had this absolute debacle. They had to pause the game halfway because the ice melted or whatever. But Yeah, they didn't time it right. No, they and again, incompetence on their part. So I'm not really sure what they were getting out of that.
1: Yeah. But, like, host the game somewhere cold. Host it in New York. Host yeah. it in Toronto.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't mean Toronto has to play. hmm So I think what we can say here is, you know, besides the the gatekeeping info, horrendous marketing... And the uh, the fact that it's so difficult to like you know actually tune into these games and they have no idea what the audience is, it feels like the overall theme amongst all of this is try harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just put in a little bit of effort to make the experience better for the people that are literally keeping your league afloat, the fans that are like you yeah. and I. Um, and you have to do flow. this
1: now to not lose out in the future. Yeah, and
0: I think that's what
1: it feels like. It's missing from yeah. the NHL.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely don't enjoy hockey as much as i used to granted i'm older i have responsibilities now but it's just dude it, you would think by now with all the technology and all the resources and, and stuff that the game would have gotten better it feels like it's taken a step backwards and if anything
1: yeah so yeah. i don't know they keep sanitizing it yeah. for this
0: like lowest common denominator yeah and you know why because they can make money off those betting ads and the quick buck and the, the board ads whatever you want to call them it's bad
1: But that's, it's just short term. It's short term. It's short term.
0: They need someone to think bigger, think longer, and like really put this plan into action. It's not just enough to say, oh, we want to do this, X, Y, Z. Anyone can say that. Yeah. Just actually like make a product that you are like, not just you are proud of, but like the fans are proud of and want to show their friends and make it easy to show their friends. Exactly. Just make it, yeah, just do better.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of sums it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, before we head out here, there is one story that I wanted to um, talk about. Yes. If- So uh, Patrice Bergeron, long time Boston Bruin, retires. Yes, he did. Um, I think he's going in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. And I mean, just uh, I wanted to list out some of his career and just say congratulations to Patrice Bergeron. Mm -hmm. Uh, 19 seasons in the NHL, all with the Boston Bruins. Drafted in 2003 in the second round. um, Had 427 goals, 85th all-time in the NHL. Mm -hmm. 613 assists, 90th all-time in the NHL. 1,040 points, 79th all-time in the NHL. 1,294 games played, 71st all-time in the mm-hmm. NHL. Uh, one Messier Leadership Award for Outstanding Leadership. One Clancy Memorial Trophy for Humanitarian Contribution. Six Selkie Trophies for Best Defensive Forward. Unreal. Three All-Star Game appearances. Uh, one World Championship with Canada. Two Olympic Golds with Canada. And one Stanley Cup with Boston, making him a triple gold member. I mean, what a career. Are you out of breath listing all of
0: those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, a career. I really hope at some point they're going to rename the Sulky Trophy um, after him. Uh, yeah. Dude dude is unreal. Uh, absolute, absolute, like, you know, congrats for your license to him. And, you know, hope he has a great retirement with him, himself and his family. And, you know, like, what a career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got anything else for this episode? No, I think that was it. I think I got all of that off my chest. I feel better. <laughs> yeah?
1: Yeah. All right. Um, so this has been Glass Seats. Uh, we're out every week. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. We are also on YouTube. At Spud Network Podcast is the handle. And wherever you listen, if you can leave a rating, comment, uh, like, it really helps us kind of grow the show. So uh, that'd be great. Uh, we're out every week. So we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Peace. Peace.